Amen. Before you sit, I, I would that we take our Bibles. We read from the book of First John, chapter three. We just read uh, two verses out of there. Praise the name of the Lord. Verses 1 to 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Ebaluwa ya yokana esoke sule yokusatolu nyingi yoru soka. Mulabe okuwa galabwe kuli okunene chita fe kweyatua. Fe okuyiti buwanga abana bakatonda era bwetuli. Amen. 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 We shall see him as he is. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm happy to see every one of you. I want to, first of all, before we go into the scripture that we have read this morning, I want to say that uh, there are some who are not here with us this morning. I heard from... Uh, Sister Monica, she was not able to make it, but she said she was going to be streaming. December is a month of traveling for many. So, you know, going to be with family here. Deacon Brother Mulonda and his family, they left to be with the family in. Mitoma, yes. The sister to the family of brother of, of sister Praise. Uh, they are ministers in this message. I know that brother John, her brother, is the pastor of the church there. And he's been his minister to us here before. So I happened to talk to him this week and he sent his greetings to the church. Amen. And uh, my mother and, uh, and uh, the rest of her family also traveled to uh, be with her family. And, uh, but uh, they sent their greetings as well. Um, uh, well, there are some others, but now I also wanted to say that uh, we to remind to remind you of our youth meetings. Now, when we were when I was starting to arrange these youth meetings, I did not expect it to be like big. 
Initially, I was thinking, should we just do our own youth meetings here? Then we can have about 40 or 50 young people. Uh, but then again, I, I felt since we are having a visiting minister coming from Canada, we, it's not good to be selfish. I thought we should also invite... Uh, Brethren from other churches. So initially, I thought that we would just have uh, churches from around us here in Kampala. And so then we would not need to make it resident meetings because mm -hmm. they would just come and then go back. But as soon as I sent out uh, the announcement, I've spoken with several pastors from around the country who would have loved to send their young people here. So, um, and as of now, I have a list of about, about 50 and others have not given me the numbers yet. So I thought that we will need to make these meetings resident meetings. So we will be beginning our services on Friday of 20th. We shall have one service then in the evening. And then we shall have two services on Saturday and two services on Sunday. Now, of course, that is in January. Not this month. So that is 20th of January to 22nd of January. Um, I'm still liaising with the, the owner of the school here. And uh, so far, I, I, was, I met somebody that then they took me to meet the owner. And uh, so far, it is, they are positive. And uh, they might host us uh, for, for the dormitories. So, uh, since I, I not, had not planned to make it a resident meeting, until now we've not set any fee. And we might not actually know until the last minute. So I will make this open for anyone who wants a blessing to give. Um, I, I know sometimes when you, you, you do that, many don't give. But I believe in this fellowship we are taught that when you give, you are blessed. So plan on giving and giving a lot towards the success of those meetings. At least all of you that work, plan for like a hundred thousand, you know, something like that. For that, for those meetings. Because we shall be hosting... Uh, the, the young people that will come and then we shall be feeding them and feeding everybody here lunch. So it's our first meeting of the kind. But I am expecting the Lord to move in a mighty way. Uh, it's uh, not going to be counseling meetings. Necessarily, it's going to be 
uh, it's going to be preaching meetings. It's, it's going to be a, a time of refreshing for, for us as much as it's younger youth meetings if we have space the others can also join in and um, also I'd like to say that uh, brother my friend brother Isaac Njeru from Nairobi has also confirmed his coming. Amen. Brother Isaac Njeru is a he works with the young people in their church. You know, most of you know Brother Kennedy Karanja who was here. He comes from that church. He's pastored by Brother Wycliffe. I've been there several times. Brother, Brother Isaac is... Um, is is uh, uh, been with me on on a mission trip to Nigeria before. Nigeria. He's a wonderful, wonderful minister. So he will be coming at least to minister service for us as well. And uh, I want to say, plan big. The Lord is going to do great things for us. There is no reason absolutely why any of our younger people should plan to miss those meetings. Whatever plan you had or program, for those three days I pray that you you just make it clear and make it available for you to be here. There's there's going to be a lot of sacrifices for those who will come. Our brother Michael Ray confirmed he's coming already. He purchased his uh, air ticket and got the visa already. And I mean, these are thousands of dollars. So many people are going to spend a lot just to come here and be with the young people. I believe God can't let that happen when he has not prepared something wonderful. So, let's plan. Let's pray also for those meetings. I believe the Lord will move in a marvelous way. Amen. And um, also, I'll be traveling on Wednesday. This, uh, this Wednesday. Today is Sunday, so on Wednesday, we'll be traveling to Kenya. And I'm going with a lot of new faces to Kenya. The only person that has been there before will be Brother Isaac. That we shall be going with. But then I'll be going with Brother Marvin. I'll be going with Brother Isaac. I'll be going with uh, who else? Yeah, Brother Andrew. Andrew. Uh, and uh, I believe we shall also have a wonderful time there. So those who have gone there before, don't feel bad for those who are going. There. and uh, those of you who will, who will stay you will also be enjoying these meetings in Kiseta and, um, and uh, then we shall also come and join you praise the name of the Lord December is a wonderful month on Friday 30th I had someone say they never heard on Friday 30th we are having a business meeting yes we, don't, we will not stream it 
But maybe we shall have it recorded for those who may not be able to come and they give to, towards our ministry here. So uh, that's where we are going to you know, give where what how much we've given this year. What it has done. How much we need to be able to attain our goals. And our major project we have today, uh, this time around, is the, uh, the, the land. And you know, friends, I believe we are going to attain that land. And very soon. Amen. There is a sister Lisa who usually attends our services. Uh, or by streaming. And from time to time she sends a token towards that land fund. So, this week she contributed about 360,000. And also, um, sister, uh, sister Docas also contributed something. And also, as a brother, another brother who streams. Uh, Where's Brother Joel? You did, not include, you, did, you did not include that. That's why I'm not reading the figures because you didn't include. I noticed you did not include that. Uh, what's the name of the brother? The brother who streams. Oh, okay. So I, I, the name just skipped my mind. But I noticed that uh, we here have relaxed a bit. And, uh, but whoever, whoever pledged something in the business meeting we are going to remind you everything you have not given so that you can pay it before the year end so don't think you were forgiven <laughs> Whatever you pledged, you pledged it unto the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word this morning? How many love the word? Amen. Amen. I love the word too. So this morning I'm speaking to you on a subject of a many membered body. Uh, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. You see, each of us here has a father. Biological father, so to speak. Some of your fathers have been very good and kind. They've taken care of you ever since you were born. And have been there for you in thick and thin. And some of you here are fathers who have been there for your families. I want to say you should be celebrated. Those fathers who have been there for their responsibilities. Let us give a hand to those fathers. Amen. And then 
Because the Bible says, of course, a father must be able to provide for his own. If he can't, he is even worse than an infidel. That's what the Bible says. But some of us have had fathers who were there for us at some point and then they disappeared. But then, you know, it, it, this scripture here, when I read it, I feel comforted. To know that I, I have a father who will never forsake me. I have a father who will never leave me. I have a father who is mindful of everything that I go through. And the Bible says, what man of love the, the, that the, has the father bestowed upon us? Because he loves us. He has called us the sons of God. Our father is not a human being. Our father is God. The moment you believed on the Lord Jesus as your savior. And you were baptized in his name. From that day. You got another father. From that day. Hallelujah. Amen. You were pronounced. Into another kingdom. Where your father is the king of that kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. And we are heirs of that kingdom. The moment you receive the Holy Ghost. You are heirs to that kingdom. So all of you here who belong to that category, you are princes and prince. So I'm talking to royalty this morning. I'm not talking to commoners. I'm talking to royals. Now you will know why we dress the way we dress. Sisters, why do you dress the way you dress? Why? Because you are royals. Hallelujah. Amen. Royals don't dress mini skirts. Trousers. At least they do not used to do. Since ancient days. And our kingdoms today, they have changed. They do what they want. But in our kingdom, it has remained the same for centuries and centuries and will always be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we dress suits. When we come to church, this is the greatest meeting you will ever see. Your greatest meeting is not when you are meeting a, a president or some other person. Our great meeting, our greatest meeting is here in church. That's why I believe in dressing well. Yes. Because you are coming to meet your father. And your father is a king. You don't just go there and meander. Putting on any way you want. You're going to meet your father. The king. When you look better. 
Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we believers, we don't have our Christmas best. Our Christmas best is the same as our Sunday best. Even on Wednesday, dress as a son of a king. Dress as a daughter of the king. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us? That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not. Because they knew him not. If you tell someone you are a son of a king. And they can't understand it. Don't be shocked. <laughs> if you tell them why you dress and they can't understand it. Why you talk the way you talk and they can't understand Why you behave the way you behave and they can't understand Because they didn't understand your father when he was on earth. They knew him not. Therefore they can't know us. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God. He didn't say we shall be the sons of God. We might be the sons of God. But he said now. Are we the sons of God. I want to say I am already a son of God. I am not a joker. I am not a pauper. I am not a poor man. I am a son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And listen to me. Sons of God will overcome the world. Sons of God cannot be defeated by the world. The last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. The pride of life. Sons of God will overcome those Because we are built in a way to overcome. The devil sometimes can take some of us and throw them in the mud. But one thing he always forgets that we are the seed of God. That we are not anyone that he has seen out there. We are the sons of God. Some of you even when he took you in sin. Listen the devil can have enough power to take you in sin but he cannot have enough power to keep you there as long as you are a son of God that's why Micaiah said rejoice not against me or my enemy when I fall I shall rise when I sit in darkness the Lord my father will be a light unto me that's why we sing a song and we say the love of God is so great it even goes to the lowest hell what does it go to do there in hell Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe some of you have been in hell before. Or maybe even now you are in hell. But here I've come to talk to you about your father. Who loves you so much. That even in your hell. He can be able to lift you out. He can be able to give you light. He can be able to show you hope. 
because he is not going to lose any of his. My father will never lose me. And he will never lose any of my brothers and sisters. When he came down on earth, he said, Father, all that you have given me are in the palm of my hand. And I will lose none of them. He will never lose you. He will lose me. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I'm in the palm of his hand. Praise the name of the Lord. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Tell your neighbor, now are we the sons of God. Daughters, you are in there, don't worry. It does not yet appear what we shall be. You may look like a farmer now. But let me tell you, when he comes down one day, the Bible says, you will be like him. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we are built from the same material. <laughs> Like Jesus said, I and my father are one. We also say, I and my father are one. We are built from the same material. We are born of his bones. Flesh of his flesh. We are his children. We are a part of him. Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Hallelujah. Amen. There are for any fear that might be in each heart here today. I have the authority from the word of God here to cast it out. Whatever fear the devil might have given you. Can you imagine? The devil can come and deceive one of the children of God. And tell them you are going to hell. How dare he? And then you begin fearing every time. I may back a I may. This may happen. This may, that may happen. Let me tell you something. When I believe, some people even fear to serve the Lord or to completely yield themselves to Christ because of fear of the unknown. What if I serve God and then tomorrow I back a slide? I know myself. What if I sing the special song? And then they find me doing this. Ha! I know myself. That's lying to you. And the Bible said, God our Father, He has given us a spirit. But that spirit is not the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know your father once, you will be careful for nothing. You will serve him anyhow. You will live for him anyhow. Because you know you are bound to overcome. You must overcome sin. You must overcome your weaknesses. 
The devil doesn't know that. But let me tell you. That is a sure deal. Because God has already said it in his word. That he has not given us the spirit of bondage. We cannot be in bondage anymore. Because the spirit of our father. Takes us out of that bondage. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's the spirit of God. That's the spirit of our Father. It's the spirit of adoption. To be adopted as son. We'll get to that. Ephesians 1 5. Having predestinated us unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Hallelujah. Amen. According to the good pleasure of his will. He has predestinated us. Unto the adoption. Of children. Did somebody get that? Before you were even born. Your slot was already there. He predestinated you. To be adopted as children. No wonder when the word came to you, your heart agreed. Your body refused. And he was stubborn for a while. And you were in bondage. But as the word was striking, 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 your spirit just agreed. Your heart received the word. Because you were predestined unto adoption. In the message adoption, the prophet says, now, let me get this I won't have your adoption is not your birth. Your adoption is your blessing. Now, your birth goes this wise. When you hear the word, it strikes your heart, you accept it, you believe it, you are justified. Even when you were a sinner, your father says, now whatever you did, I don't care. I no longer see it. You are justified. You are holy. You are perfect. Can you imagine? Just by believing the word. God justifies you. There is no sin you have ever done. That will count anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He is coming back for a perfect church. 
Without spot the wrinkle. And some of you begin to look at yourself and you see wrinkles. God doesn't see any wrinkles. Where are the wrinkles? They are in the sea of forgetfulness. They are back with the devil where they came from. It is no longer counted on a child of God that believes the word. Hallelujah. Amen. That is justification. And then now when he justifies you. He sets you under the word. That's why we have to regularly come to church. As much as you can. Don't miss any service. Try your best to feed your soul. Brother Sam, whatever you are, feed on yourself, feed on the word. Listen to the message. Read the Bible. Sit under the preaching of the word. What is going to happen? He sends preachers. He sends apostles. He sends uh, pastors. And all those evangelists. To do what? To sanctify. Hallelujah. To those that are justified. He also sanctifies. So then he just sanctifies you. He washes you. He takes all the desire. All the desire out. When he justifies you. You still have all the desires. That he used to have. You used to go to the disco And you used to like it. Now when it justifies you. And you come to church. The desire is still there. But you was justified anyhow. But the desire is still there. The desire to smoke is there. The desire to fornicate is there. The desire to do all the things you used to do is there. But you are justified. Now that's why he has to bring you in his presence. So that he can sanctify you. He can wash you. He can cleanse you. That he makes you perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is the greatest investor. He doesn't worry about return on investment. Because he's sure about his time. When he invested on you. Hallelujah. His word. Oh glory to God. He was sure. That his word was going to bring the results. It's not about me or about you. It's about the word. The word has power. To bring the results. And make you a worthy member of the body. He brings you and sits you under the word. And, and when as he is slapping this side, the word will slap here. Then he will do like this. Again, he will slap here. Then he will do like that. Slap here. Then he will do like that. That's where there is a lot of hassle. 
In my 16 years of ministry, I have noticed that this process is never easy. Especially the sanctification period. That is the hardest. You can preach to somebody and in a minute they will believe. And you will baptize them. That's easy. But here's the hard part. For them to be fully sanctified. By the word. The devil knows if only you can sit under that word. You will be finished. You will be finished. Therefore, his tactic will be to take you away from the word. But as long as you can overpower the devil, I tell you the seed in you is so powerful that he will always overpower the devil. God has confidence in that. And when you sit under the word, the word will beat you. The word will slap you. The word will box you. The word, sometimes, when people come in the church and there is, uh, we shall see it here, and there is nothing within them to, to quicken. <laughs> they will immediately be offended and they will run away. You will say something from the word. It will shake them. They will say, I can't see it here. <laughs> That's how powerful the word is. It happened one day. Jesus spoke it. He said that for as long as you can't eat my body and drink my blood, you are not worthy of me. And the people somebody speaking a word and you shake. What? I can't believe that. Immediately they walked away. But it was Jesus worried. Please, please. Come I'll water down my gospel. So I can accommodate you. That's why preachers on the pulpit need to have a backbone. Because I tell you, it is very easy for a preacher to feel like you should water down the word. Accommodate everyone. That's the kind of churches we have today. They water down the preaching of the word. So that everyone comes in. So that a witch will come and they will feel comfortable. So, so that a fornicator will sit and they won't feel anything. They will even say, this is my church today. And they will not leave the fornication. The adulterers will come. They will really feel comfortable. Yes, ah. You are the best pastor in the world. And the pastor will smile. In, in, in other words, he said, no, no problem. I'll keep you entertained as long as you can open your pocket. I'll be your pastor. Why do you also feed me? That's why they, are, they live a life of luxury. And they can't afford to lose it. 
and the people can't afford to leave their sin. So it's a 50-50 win-win solution. The pastor gains, the people gain, and they all appear as if they are worshipping God. So it's alright. That's why the Bible says in the end time, men will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. What changes a man is the power of the gospel. The way it says it, the way it must be preached. If you don't like it, suit yourself. But for as many as have the seed of God, Hallelujah! Amen. They will fight. They will fight until one day they will reach the day of total surrender. They will say, Lord, this is my day. I am not going to fight no more. I am not going to run no more. I surrender my life to you. Take me and use me. I want to be a full member of the body. Amen. That's what the word does. The word will sanctify you by the preaching of it. But after you are sanctified, then there is another thing that happens. Hallelujah. Amen. God comes down in the form of the Holy Ghost and fire. He burns out all the desires. He burns out everything. And fills you with himself. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. And every one of us needs it. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's very difficult to believe the word. But the moment you receive the Holy Ghost, it changes your atoms. It changes everything in you. And makes you another man. And the Bible says, we are there for now. There is there for now no condemnation. Those that have received the Holy Ghost, they are no longer walking after the flesh. They are walking after the spirit. We are now a new creation. Old things have passed away. New things now have been born. What is that? It's the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the power that God places within you to submit to the word. Without the Holy Ghost, you can never submit to this word. Don't lie yourself. You are following laws and rules. And when the rapture comes, you will remain. Because the only thing he was requiring, he was the oil. And the oil is the Holy Ghost. Fill me oil in my love. When you have the Holy Ghost, now you are fit to go in the rapture. When you hear the word, you will believe it. Even when your flesh fights, it will be too late for it. 
There is something within your soul that will yearn for nothing but the word. Like the flesh yearns for water and food. The soul will yearn for the word because you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And after you've received the Holy Ghost, then there is something special that happened. That is blessing as a son. Hallelujah. Amen. He blesses you as a son. As a son, you have all authority. As a son, you can exercise everything that is, is spoken of you. As a son, you can act on behalf of your father. As a son, you are here. Apparent to the throne. As a son, you can command and things can be. As a son, you can speak with authority because you are a full member of his body. And let me tell you, many of us can't exercise the authority of adoption because we have not gone through the process. The process is very hard for us. But let me tell you, as a son of God, we are supposed to speak and command nature. We are supposed to speak and command situation. Amen. It's a sickness. Be enough. And sickness will listen to you. Why you are a son? For you to speak, it is as if God has spoken. Amen. Jesus was a son. Yes, And when he came down, he never said that, saith the Lord. Spoke as God Himself. He said, Verily, verily, I say. He didn't go to the tomb of Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus, in the name of my father, come on. No. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Amen. For my authority, for my power, is that of a son of God. Last, last will not, you know, overcome you as a son. To come to you as a mortal. Jesus was a hundred percent man. Yes, and a hundred percent God. Jesus yes. was tempted with all manner of temptation. Yes. None of them defeated him. Why? He was a son. As an adopted son, whatever you speak, you shall come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you have the authority to do so. 
And he says, for these sons of the last day, you see, we were predestinated unto adoption. Now, here we are. Now, this is what hearts Pentecostals are little. They say, I got born again. Praise the Lord. Got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. That's fine. You are a child of God. That's fine. That's all right. But yet, that is not what I'm talking about. You were predestinated unto adoption. It is blessing as a son. And in Jehovah Jireh, he says, we have time for a few hours to go into the adoption to show you how God pulled his people out. And his son was adopted into the family. After he was already his son. Born in the family. He became adopted in the family also. He was adopted. He was taken out. And he put a white robe on him. And he adopted into the same family he was born into. If he proved to be a fine man. Until he was of age. And correctly about his father's business. Praise the name of the Lord. Come here, Bazu. Oh my, I wish I could go deeper, but listen. Uria. As a, you, can, you, you, you are born into the same family. Even in the English, let me, let me just tell you this a little. Even the English. Oh, in most of the royal families. What they do, a son is born into the family. But that son cannot immediately exercise all the authority of a son. What, it, what happens, the father places him under a tutor. And after a while, the tutor will give a report to the father. From time to time. Because remember this boy. When he's of age. He has the potential of being the owner of all his father's estate. So the tutor has to really be good. Because he has the entire estate of the father in his hand. And the son will be trained for a while. And when he becomes of age, and he shows himself worthy, by being about his father's business. Correctly. Behaving himself. And learning everything he's been told. And when the tutor ascertains. That now the father, the boy is of age. And is worthy. He will take the final report to the father. And the father will now adopt him as a full member of the family. Not only that, but he also 
adopts him as a son and places him as a son and he throws a party says all of you come this is my son I am proud of him whatever he says I have said. Whatever he does, I have done. He is a reflection of me. That's the same thing God has done. God done the same thing to his son. To his son. He took him apart and put him up on the mountain and there he overshadowed him. When Jesus came on the earth, he was the manifested son of the Father. But yet, he had to prove his worthiness by going through the fire. The Bible says he was perfected by the very things he suffered. Jesus did. And when he went through everything, and then on the final hour when he was on the mountain right there when he was crying right there and he said father I wish this cup was taken away from me it's fearful but then again he says and this is what every son of God will do Sometimes it's very hard for us to drink the cup. Jesus drank the cup of suffering. But he has given you the cup of faith. It's not easy. Drink it. Don't throw it away. Jesus prayed a prayer which was not answered. There are some prayers that will never be answered. If you are a son of God, God cannot answer you in a prayer that is outside of his word. That's why we should never just pray to blabber words. If you are not a Bible reader, you can never be a good prayer warrior. Because when we pray, we remind God of His promises. We put our feet on the promises. Say, God, you said here, you said there, you said here, you said here. Why we pray endlessly? Now you know why. We don't just pray words. We pray reminding God of his promises. And if you don't know the promises, then you don't know how to pray. And Jesus one day, as a good son of God, he began prayer. And he was praying out of the promises. And that prayer was not answered. Take this cup from me. But as a good son, he remembered that this cup can't be taken away. So he said, not as my will, but according to your will. And the father was happy. 
the father was happy. And on that mountain, his, his garments, the garments of Jesus, standing his strength like that. And a voice spoke from heaven saying, This is my beloved son. Here God blessing his own son. He was already a son born into the kingdom. But he proved himself worthy. He went through the tutorship. The training. And then God fully adopted him. He blessed him as his own son. And God still places his children in his church. Hallelujah. God wants to bless you as a member of the body. We are not just arriving here. We have always been in his mind. We have always been a part of him. That is why it is impossible for some of us to go to hell. It is impossible for us to live in this world like vagabonds. Because we have a purpose. We have a life. There's a lot of Tommy Rod, I'm sorry to use that word, that people are running after. In the world. And they give their entire life to it. And then they die. And then what? But I tell you what, church. There is a people on earth that know this book. And not only that, but they know the author of the book. They know because they've experienced it. And I believe some of them are here, right here. This is not just a book called the Bible. This book has words. Words of our Father. Words that tell our true origin. This book, it has all our genealogy. This book is training us. Hallelujah. And because of this book, we've gone through justification. We've gone through sanctification. Hallelujah. Amen. And God is filling us with the Holy Ghost. So that finally, He can now place us as sons. Full members of his body. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The church is the body. Christ is the head. And when Christ the head comes down, he's coming down for the body. He wants his body. He's going to claim his body. He's not going to claim a body living in sin. He's going to claim a fully adopted sons and daughters of God. John 38, 4. Where wast thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? 
God asks Job in the midst of all his suffering. Where were you, Job? When I laid the foundations of the world, declare if thou hast understanding. Who has laid the measures thereof? If you know. Or who has stretched the line upon it? Where upon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Job, tell me. God put Job in a corner. In the midst of all his suffering. And he told him, Job, let us have a conversation. Tell me, Job, if you have understanding, who laid the foundation of the earth? If you have understanding, who stretched out these things and put it? When the morning stars stand together and all the sons of God shouted for Job. Job, tell me where were you? And Job was encouraged because Job remembered he was there. Amen. He was there. And I say not only Job, but I'm speaking to us this morning. We were there. Where were you when God created the earth? You were there. Where were you when God said, let there be? You were there. Where were you? I was right in there. I was in the mind of God. And now here I am. As a manifested son. The devil cannot stop my adoption. This process has to be accomplished. This process must be done. Because I was there. I was predestinated in him. Before the foundation of the world. I was there before a Uganda. I was there before an America. I was there before all these countries. I was there before the cars were made. I was there before houses were built. I was there before diseases came. I was there before problems came. I was there before suffering came. I was there before money. I was there before all these things. And I will be there after. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were there. I was there. And I will be there after everything. And that's why Job was excited. And he said, Hallelujah. Even though the skin worms destroy my flesh. But I know in my flesh I shall see God. I know my Redeemer living. And one day I'm going to see him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me listen to me church. You may go through a lot of things in your life. But you must never remain, forget that you were there and you will be there 
after all of it. Glory to God. In the exposition of the seven church ages. He says in every plain language. In very plain language rather. The true bride of Christ was in the mind of God eternally. Do you believe that? Though not expressed until each came forth in the designated. Yes, in the designated decreed season. There is a song in Swahili. Which says, Nilikuwa Ndani Mwake Nasasaleo Nimeoneka Nilikuwa Nilikuwa Dani mwake nasasaleo nimeonekana amina i was there nalio in him Muye. but now i've been manifested Ndabisidua. there are those that were manifested in the first age Avala, in the second age third fourth fifth sixth i am the one of the seven katinzendi wa mugwamusamvu and i'm here i'm manifested Ndabisidua. this is my season this is my time. Hallelujah. Amen. As each member came forth, it became expressed and took its place in the body. Thus, this bride is the literal spoken word seed bride. And though she is feminine in designation, she is also called the body of Christ. It is very apparent that she ought to be called that for she was predestinated in him. She came from the same source. Was eternal with him. Jesus said I came from God. I go back to God. The true church. The true bride. The true believer. Also said I came from God. I go back to God. And is now manifesting God in a many membered body. You, 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 you. We are all the body of Christ. God was manifested in one member, even our Lord Jesus Christ. But now in a many membered body. Now, then, here we are coming to a conclusion. As the eternal Logos God was manifested in the Son, and in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead body. And that eternal one was the Father manifested in flesh. Katio ya tagwa wea richitafe alabisidwa mobili. 
and thereby gained the title of son. Because he was in flesh. Even so we. Eternal in his thoughts. Now in our turn. Became the many membered spoken word seed. We are manifesting flesh. And those thoughts now manifest in flesh are the sons of God. Remember he said beloved now we the sons of God now not tomorrow now even as we are so cold we did not become seed by the rebirth we were seed and therefore we are reborn for only the elect can be reborn. Only the seed can be reborn. There are many people who call themselves born again. But I want to say, only the seed of God can be born again. Serpent seed can never be born again. But the seed of God will always be born again. Do I have the seed of God here today? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say, you can be born again. If you have never received the Holy Ghost, now you know you can receive the Holy Ghost. The devil cannot hinder you because you are the seed of God. Go to God in prayer. Whenever we have a church service, find your way to the altar in your home, in your room. Create the atmosphere. Ask God, fill me with all the gold. Because we were seed, is the reason we could be quickened. In none seed. There is nothing to quicken. Listen, church. That's why I tell you. Please understand me as your pastor. As long as someone has the desire to hear. As long as someone has the desire to know. As long as there is a little something within them that has life, make it easier for them. Give them grace. Don't be like a rock that will offend everyone. You may have gone a long way in the process. But this is your sister or brother that is just down here. They need to come way up where you are. Have understanding. Have the mind of Christ. 
someone walking walking through the church with a trouser on a gown. And automatically the brothers their right indignation their righteous indignation begin to shoot up. And how can she come? How dare she? Quiet now. Mm. Mm. But listen to me. The word corrects the error. Not you. You cannot. You say I can't. No, you can't. You can't. The only thing you can do is to do damage. If you want to correct someone, take the word to them, not your ideas. And a lot of us, some people, when you hold traditions, instead of the word, the word should be our guide, not our traditions. I understand if you've been told things over and over and over for years, it gets embedded on your brain and on your mind. As if it were the word. But the purpose of the message came to destroy the traditions of men. The bride is laid not by traditions but by the word. If something is not in the word, it is your opinion. Keep it to yourself. But let the word Birth children into the kingdom. The nine seed in them. There is nothing to quicken. They can be quickened. They can be quickened. But in the seed, they have to be quickened. They have to be born again. They have to be made made alive. Praise the name of the Lord. Give me 15 more minutes now. To wrap it up. Now listen, he says, don't that make you feel good? We have pledged ourselves anew. Knowing that in our hearts we have been quickened from the made alive don't it make you feel good oh my I love you with undying love this is what someone that has been quickened will say I love you can he be able to turn to somebody and tell them you love them and you're taking it from your heart I love you, brother Lord. With all my heart. You're looking at me. Do you love your neighbor? All right. <laughs> now some are close to the sisters. They're like, <laughs> sister, sister. Let me take this opportunity. I love you. <laughs> Be careful there. <laughs> But here, Brother Balaam tells the congregation, I love you with undying love. Listen! Love one another! For you cannot dislike your brother who you see and say you love God who you haven't seen. 
Tosobala kuchawa muganda wogolaba. No gambo ya gala katonda gotala. So love one another. Then you serve one another. I am talking about a many-membered body. Before all of you have been quickened, then you are going to love one another. You are going to serve one another. That's why when we do foot washing, there is no great one. You wash my feet, I wash yours. Because we are all equal before the Lord. We serve one another. So that we can serve God. As you do unto these little ones, that's God quickening power in them, you've done it unto me. Praise the name of the Lord. Whoever has a seed within them, they will be quickened. You're not going to go them and begin to, you know, tell them things that you feel are, are, are right. But you're going to take them nothing but the word. I've seen people that will tell women, oh, you can't even put a flower on your head. Oh, look, sister, you can't even, you can't even, you know, plait your hair. Oh, you can't do that. It is a sin. Where is it in the word? Those are traditions of men. We have the message. And the message guides us. And the message says, and the scripture, a man should cut his hair and a woman should not cut her hair because it's her glory. Now whatever else you want to say it's your opinion. As a member of the body of Christ you should love one another with undying love. We should serve one another. First Peter 1.22 Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfaith love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. First Peter 1.22 First Peter 1.22 Love one another. Love your brother. Love your sister. Love them so much that when they don't come to church, you call them. Some of you have phones. And in your phone, you don't have any contact of a believer. Really? Do you love them? God changed you today. You, you don't even have your pastor's contact. When you have a problem, you call your senga. You call your kazimi. Do you don't have contacts of a believer? believer. When they call brother so and so, I always see them and I really wonder. I don't have his contact. God have mercy on you. You should have love one for the other. 
You should check one on, one on another. Serve one another. We are members of our one body. We are not different. When one suffers, we all suffer. We are family. As the body of Christ, we are family. You see all the WhatsApp groups you are on. Oh, someone tell me, Pastor, preach it. You find yourself on WhatsApp groups. That even another brother of yours who is supposed to be a member of your body. He can't even put one eye there. Because if he put one eye there, he will ask you whether you are a member of his body. Things that are abomination you are believer to see. You are, you are feeding on that. You are on such WhatsApp chat groups. Facebook chat groups. Facebook chat. I think we as believers ought to draw a line. That here I will not cross this. Not because that when you cross it you will fall. But because you don't want to defile your spirit. And you find we have uh, believers chat groups. And you are the kind that has 200, 2,000 messages on a believers chat group. Unread. You don't know what goes on there. They are posting quotes. Boring. They are posting prayer requests. Boring. They are posting this. None of my business. They are posting that. Ah, that's believers for him. And you are saying you are a member of the body. Now Shame on you. May God change you today. Be involved. Be a part of the body. Now we are going to prepare a youth meeting. I hope we shall not be shopping for people to come and help. Young people be around. Come and make yourself busy. Young ladies. What can I do? What can I do? You are a member of the body. And we are all members of the same body. Together. This is not pastor's work. So and so's work. It is the work of God for which we all are a part of. And I want to bless those people that have always been coming here to clean the church. Oh, you have been doing something wonderful. I want to say right here anointing. May God bless you. And you're going to see that in your life. And you just say that. That came from the, from the supernatural. Whatever you do for the body. You are a member of the body.
Let me try to rush here and see Kange how we we There are many scriptures, but I will not go into all of them. Uh, let me, brother, let's carry on with that quote in the seven church ages. It says, hold this carefully in mind. Now take the next step. Redeem means to buy back. It, it restores us to the original owner. God by his death he shed his blood bought back his own. He bought back the spoken word seed bride. And he says my sheep hear my voice. That's the word and they follow me. You always were the sheep. You never were a pig or a dog turned into a sheep. And I see some people they want to be pigs. That day stinking in sin and you are there. You are right. You know when you take a pig and you put it in, you, you, you wash it. No jinaza. You clean it. No jirongos. You perfume it. No jifuira kafu. A very special perfume. No maloka fujifuira. And wash the house. No jinoyo is a nyumba. And put it there. Embisi no jiteka. A glass house. A nyumba judebi rauli. The pig will be there. And you think it will be happy. But let it rain once. And on the outside, the pig will see the mud collecting. The pig will begin. Take me there. That's where I belong. It will see other pigs. Oh, they are having fun. Oh. Are you wasted in my life? Look at me where I am now. Look, look, look. It will see one big, big, big diving in the mud. I wish I was there. And we have some believers who are like that. When you see some people out there in the world doing certain things you used to do, you begin to feel lonely all of a sudden. Mama, oh. see that mini skirt. I wish I had this salvation. I would have seen me. I would have done better. And they post naked pictures of Facebook. And you as a believer, you come out. No commenting. And you comment. Ah, you are so sweet. And you lie to yourself, you are a believer. That is a pig spirit. You see young men who are flirting on the internet. They speak bad nude words. And you come out. And these days, you don't need to write any word. You just place the heart. 
Ah, I love that. That is a big spirit. How can you love bad, dirty, rotten things? Let me tell you some of us. If the Holy Spirit could come here and I say bring the things on your phone and then we put them on the screen. How many of you will bring your phone and you come to church? I've seen three hands only. Other hands. You know what is on your phone? When the pastor says, Can I have your phone? I ha, want to change. This is my privacy. I, I, you need to give me my privacy. If your brother cannot look into your phone or your computer, I want to tell you go and check and see in you how are you standing? Isn't Biggest spirit. The seed of God has never been a pig or a god. They, we have always been sheep. Yes. Yeah. One time we behaved like a pig. But that was because of the devil. Our nature. It's the nature of sheep. When we came into the world and we had the world and we found this body, we came and we fit perfectly. I can say I have found my place in the body. This is where I belong. I don't want to go back outside. I'm not interested with what the world has to offer. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't love it. You'll find some women on social media. Hold naked body. Dancing those weird dances. And then a believer. You look at it. You smile. And then you forward. Shame on you. We as believers we need to have the spirit of discernment to know what you do affects the whole body. We are members of the same body. And we need to love one another. We need to serve one another. How can you watch a brother suffer? He has no money. You clearly know he has no job. He has no shirt wear. The same shirt all the time. And you have the money. You can't buy for him. But you are going to go and talk to others about it. And then you begin laughing. <laughs> Person. Shame on you. We are members of a body. We are body, the body of Christ. That is something to keep. Go get money or go get a cloth. Give them in private. Tell them, brother, sister, have this. The Lord, the Holy Spirit has instructed me to do this for you. 
you believe the Holy Spirit talks? And if he tells you to give your best to somebody, don't sit there like a rock. Go pick it and give it away. And make sure it is perfect. Let us be a church that is a true member of the body. Let us love one another. Let us love one another. Let us love one another. Brother Marvin, you still have that quote? I'd like us to conclude it. He says, you always was, was a sheep. You never were a pig or a dog or turned into a sheep. That is impossible for every kind of life produces the same kind of a, there is no change in species. As we were in the thoughts of God and then expressed in flesh, there had to come a day when we would hear his voice, his word. And hearing that voice, become aware of our Father calling us. And we recognize that we are the sons of God. We heard his voice. And we cried out as did the prodigal son. Save me, oh my father! I am returning to you. Praise the Lord. Let us stand on our feet. First Corinthians 12 12. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Do you believe that? For the body is not one member, but many. I am the body. But you also are the body. Whatever I do affects you. Whatever you do affects you. Before you say, I will not go to church. I am nothing in the church. Remember, you are the body. So, if you didn't come to church, who will go? If you don't set up, step out to do something, who will do it? The Holy Spirit knows how to place each of us in our places. You can't feel Brother Luanga's shoes. I can't feel it. You can't, you can't feel Brother Marvin is shooting. Brother Peter, Brother Shem, Brother, Brother Isaac. Brother Isaac has done wonderfully on, on the on the on, 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 in his place. How many appreciate Brother Isaac? Amen. He is a part of the body. Now I realize that there are people who don't appreciate others. When one person stands to preach, I'll come next service. Who is going to preach? 
We shall meet next service. Or when you find that you have already come, the feeling, oh, I'm going to waste my time today. You are a member of a body. And every member has something to do. You might say, well, I don't enjoy that man's ministry. But maybe his ministry is exactly what you need. But the Martin stands here and ministers many times. Brother Martin, I may never say the way he says certain things. Each of us, God has made us in a different way. Brother, Brother Andrew has spoken here. Brother Marvin, Brother But every minister is a joint. And every joint has to supply. And the body has one function. Let us be a good member of the body. Not the physical church. The body of Christ. If you find that you are a member of the body, and there is nothing that you can do in that body. I want to declare to you today you are an inactive member. If you can't go, give your money. If you can't give your money, do something. If you can't do something, go and be involved. If you can't be involved, do something. Be consumed in your heart with the work of God. Is that a man? God sees every little thing that we do. Brother, I would like you to find a song for me that says, is the work that we are called to, to labor to do. Seems so small. Little is much, I think is the title. No, no matter how little we do, it doesn't go unnoticed before the Lord. God, God sees. And friends, I've only done two pages of my notes here. There's a lot that I would have wanted to say, but probably in another service. Ask your neighbor, are you a member of the body? May God help us to be a full member of the body. To know that this is our work. You know, even when we say we are collecting for our church land, it often amazes me. I don't know if that's the right word. You know, I guess when I see others who are able and cannot contribute. Do you know you are losing a blessing? Members of the body. Every member can do something. I'll change the song. We'll sing that after. Let us sing Glorious Church. Glorious Church without spot or wrinkle. How many know the song? Amen. No one knows the song? One person? Two? Three? Okay, so it's a wonderful song. Um, and uh, I know that everybody can be able to sing it. If you can sing it. Can say it. I'll sing the chorus as it finds the word. 
neither blood nor the lamb. Oh, it's a glorious child without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the lamb. Amen. As we clap our hands, come on, as full members of the body now. Glorious charge without spot. Oh, wash in the blood of the Lamb. It's a glorious child. Oh, without. Oh, wash in the blood of the Lamb. Do you hear them coming, brother? What do you hear them coming, brother? Thronging up the steeps of life. Amen. Clad in glorious shining garments. Oh, blood washed garments. Everybody now is a glorious child. Gloria. 
to serve the Lord. Just say, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to be a good member of the body. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. Give myself away. to him this morning as a member of the body give myself away so you can use me my life is not my own to you I belong I give myself
Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. We cannot give, cannot give ourselves to anyone else, Lord, but only to you. Only to you, Lord. Only to you, Lord.